What up, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Michael. Welcome to live. What up, what up, guys? It's your boy, Michael, and I'm here today on an episode of Life. Uh, I have two beautiful guests with me, and we are here to discuss on a topic, or we are here to have a conversation, let's say, on the topic of mental, mental issues. And I have two beautiful ladies with me, and they go by Ellen and uh, Ruth. So, uh, Ellen, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm fine and well. Alright, yeah. Ruth, how are you doing today? Yeah. yeah, thank you for coming out. Thank you for coming up. I really appreciate it. Thank you for coming up. Also. I really appreciate it. Uh, so, we'll just go straight down to today's uh, conversation with mental issues. I have had it, a lot of people have had it. And I said, oh, why don't I discuss about it today with two people? Which I picked you guys up. And I appreciate for all of you. So, thank you for coming up this again. Uh, and go straight down to today's question. Thanks for having us. Take it off from there. So, uh, first is, how of an issue is mental health, especially, like, how of an issue is mental health, especially in Nigeria today? Because a lot of people don't know that like, mental health is an issue, like, so, just start off by saying, by saying, how of an issue is mental health issue in Nigeria, especially? Uh, I think it is, the issue of mental health or something about the whole thing is a issue in Nigeria. Yeah. Um, so, a people that are traditional kind of have this idea that they must do things in the process for black people, but um, that's not true, especially in this society. But the society that's around and the physical condition Okay, uh, Ellen. Well, it's more of a, an issue, let's say a, a serious issue, but you know, Nigerians, Africans in general, we don't like to give names to, in quotes, what does not exist or what we don't see. So, yeah, a lot of people are facing mental health issues and all. Or we don't come outside on a daily basis to say, oh, this is what I'm facing, or this is what mental health is, or what it should be, or give regards to yeah. it True, in normal sense. Right. A lot of people don't really think it's a thing. Just, just wake up, go to work, come back, and your life. Like, they don't know, they're fighting something deep down. They don't even know, like, if it's something, if it's, it's a thing. So, yeah. Uh, how on our way do you think people are? Like about mental health, how unaware do you think people are about mental health? If we to say how unaware we are, we've already spoken about that because obviously, or where people that are speaking to uh, accept the reality of what we're talking about, we're facing every day, where we feel that this is something that could affect us. So, definitely, we've got to be unaware of it. You can feel that person having things, but you can also feel that person's behavior. You feel that they're not doing something to people. 
spending and it was talk about how unavoidable it is the last year away very clear the issue of mental health is not talked about mental illness is not talked about it is the yeah thanks for that thanks for that uh ellen all right yeah so i don't know what do you think people are uh about uh about uh mental especially in nigeria yeah let's say on a scale of of one to ten so (laughs) we're Should I say minus zero percent aware about everything True. that is going on? Although True. we are going through life, we are going through life. We don't want to give please names. You know when we talk about mental health, people feel as if True. we're talking about one abstract something that we can see, right? So it's best not to give it a name. Or people see the mental health issues as um, a cancer-like. Um, disease or illness and also but it is a normal um, a normal thing a normal um, health um, issue that should be looked into and we Nigerians, we Africans are have shut the door towards um, becoming aware about mental health and all and we don't know that it's even one of the basic issues of our everyday living or everyday life, our lifestyle generally. So once the once the head, once the brain is being distorted by one or two things, our whole body is taken aback and all. So we are not aware, yeah. although we are living through it. Yeah, and that yeah, I agree with you guys. I agree with you guys. What you guys said. A lot of people are just like, like I said earlier, waking up, going to their daily activities. Like they don't really know. They have that. They have this feeling that there's something going on with them. Probably they don't have good sleep. They don't like. They don't get to even think straight. But they are. They are, they are not open to. The, they are not exposed to what's actually happening to them. Because they just feel like there's nothing. It's Nigeria. We will get by. It's just go and make money and come back. That's just go make money for somebody else. Then they pay you peanuts. Then you come back home. And that's it. Yeah. That's you're living a life. But actually, you're not. You're not living a life because you're actually going through something deep down inside. And it's because they're not there, even if you have like or uh, proper like medium where people are actually where it is spoken of about mental health issues. People just oh yeah, it's nothing. Let me just go on. Let me just go on with it like that. So I wanna go deep, but I wanna go into personal personal I want to go deep on personal. Have you guys ever had like an issue, mental issue before? In the past or currently or in the past previously or something? Yes, living in Nigeria alone can cause the disruption in your mental health. Yeah, so basically, yeah, then personally, yeah, a lot of times, a lot of times, the mood swings that um, that um, generates into depression, anxiety, and all. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I actually said, living in Nigeria. To people, growing up with my dad and the way that they decide to care and you know, all of that comes up. It's a kind of experience to have a child, adults around you, coupled with us, you might be born with, because most 
the NFS because it is full to them. So personally, yes, I have just you know depression, anxiety, PTSD, a lot of child trauma. Uh, yeah, those are the things that get me to a lot of frustration and people don't get to understand the society, especially where you might be the neurodivergent but also another place that people don't also get. So yeah, it's a constant struggle. You have to just do everything day by day and just live with God. Yeah. Well, like, when, like, when did you realize, when, when, what time did you realize, okay, I think I'm having this issue, is it like along the way, but when particularly did you realize, okay, I'm having this issue, or is it that like somebody noticed, or you noticed on your own, or someone else noticed? Okay, I think it's, it's, it's for you to say, I have to say, you struggle with stuff like this, it doesn't look like I said, it's not something that just really happens one month, but you feel that, you know, it's something that happens from childhood. You don't realize that you don't get it. So, um, first of all, first thing in Nigeria, we have two things about people that are going to go for tests and see what's wrong with them. That kind of thing is not a specific uh, process. Or either it's not accessible to people who don't have accessible to the things for that to try to check. So, you don't know that. You, you, you look at your childhood, you look at your life, you take yourself to hospital, you take yourself to hospital, you you have to know that mental aspects you have been born together and you take consequences for it. You have to take consequences for it. So you have to go back and think and do that to be something wrong. Alright, thanks. Oh, yeah. like how do we notice, or do we just wait for more money and heal? So it doesn't. It's not a one day something. It's uh, it takes time before you realize that oh, I'm going down this road or I'm already in this phase and all. For me, I I, I think I experienced one in twenty twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. I guess when I just entered school, I'm not the out out in type, not the one to go outside and make new friends and also. I was I went into a new environment and um, I could not talk to people. I was scared of people. Let me just put it that way. I was scared to like associate myself with people or even say I what's up. I feel like this person if I say this I this person is going to like beat me up and and all. Yeah. Uh, I could not even go buy my own food. I was that scared of people outside and what Maybe there's a lion outside, so I, I didn't even know. But I was scared that something dangerous was outside. And at that point, I didn't know immediately. 
kept starving myself inside and starving myself off having to make friends also or associating with people then it got to the point where i knew oh my my, my mood is down my my brain um, functionality is is draining and everything like was going down the drain and then i realized i had to do something like I had to do. I could not tell anybody. I'll just stay in my bed. I'll take my bath. I'll cry in the bathroom, and then come into the room. I had roommates who I could not tell them or speak to them in any form. They would come to me and try to make me alarm. Just oh please don't touch me or leave me alone. I'm not in the mood. I'm always not in the mood. Then. Yeah. So I got to a point where I had to like break free because it was affecting me educationally as well, and um, my social life was draining down. So, basically, I just woke myself up, uh, and God too. Now, let me not take him aside of the out of the picture, and God too. Yeah, I started bringing myself outside to like associate with people, like have conversations, and not quickly um, get out of it. So I'd converse with people and all. I prayed as well. I had to cry. Right, yeah, cool. cry a lot. That- so that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't just I, wake up one morning. My case, in my own case, is opposite of yours, Helen. So I was like the going outside guy. I'm like the always outside, always with people chilling, things, trying to be happy. But I think my my struck me out. I think when I was in my 300 level, then 200 level, then everything was fine. I was all, I was like, I could say I was living the best life. But I was fine. But then in my 300 level, when I had like, okay, I had like school issues because then I was really good doing bad in school. I had school issues. I had financial issues. I wasn't just feeling myself like, ow, my kid, I was just wild. My kid, I was just happy. I was just down inside and I realized, I, I just want to be alone. Basically, I want to be alone. Even though I'm a friend, I'm alone. Like, I could be in a gathering. People just in, doing sort of things. Playing even loud music and all. Having fun. But I am not. I'm, I just want to like, leave that point. Be in my own thoughts, like just to be there. I could stay in my thoughts for hours, hours and hours. I just want to be there. I just want to, like things are just weighing me down. I just didn't, I wasn't feeling okay and all. Like so, I wouldn't. Say, I wasn't really like you know, the church kind of person that would praise to the Lord, praise to. I I wasn't that good. But one thing I was appreciative of people I had with me here for that time was like I was in my lowest. And the thing is, I have episodes now today. But the thing is, I wasn't even like that unaware of it. Like, I was unaware of what do you think, how would you feel when you struck because it was just about like, anything to be or even being heads up, like, no, at this point of my life, it's gonna be all night and that, it's gonna be all smooth and silly. There will be some times whereby waves will come in and it's just like so bad. I just, I was living less life then, but then this came. At first of all, I had like financial issues. Like, I had school issues, so everything started eating me up. But by that time, I was like, I couldn't do myself. I couldn't tell my friends. At one point, I couldn't tell. I couldn't really tell nobody because I didn't know how or what what I would call it. I didn't even know the label. I would put it on the like, This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm having. I didn't know how to tell anybody. So I kept it to myself. And yeah, I just kept moving on like that. So sometimes, yeah. How did your surroundings or people, your friends, family 
play? Did it like how big of a role did he play in the mentality of like were they supportive or were they part of the reasons like were in that situation because they were really trying to help you out of the situation? To actually drink it down, family things on to put all those terrible lights in the air and so it's hard to think about it. So you just laugh and what else you do. But you know uh in like trying to keep so here is I think for most of us family is part of the equation. It's very rare to find that I talk with someone yeah, I have had such issues with my childhood and my parents were very supportive. Most of the time, like, I had such issues as a child and then my parents made this issue worse. Do you understand? It's, yeah. Most of the time, it's like, you know, the kind of children are very nice. It's you new, know, every kind of thing to say, how to act in front of children. Children are very impressionable. And in there, there's lots of kids walking around, walking in ADHD, and people don't know, right? And then when you mix that with trauma, with experience multiple parents, you mix all of that, you think the person is very experienced in the It's kind of just you know, not going to work not that way. So personally, that's something I had to do at some point. I had to get to my dad and said, I'm grown now. I have to be like, okay, maybe I have to be prepared because I have to teach him about all the things that I have to think about. I have all the things to do, all the things that I have all the things that I have to do, which one is actually doing, all the things that I have like, as anxiety, which one is actually my, what fears am I having? Are they actually my fears or they're my parents' fears? And do you understand? Like, going through all of that yeah. now with myself, you grow as a person, you know who you are as a person, you know who like your parents have shaped you to be, and the fact that we trust our parents are just um, right after our parents, that's not true. They are humans, and we have to understand that. Like, you can't take away the fact that, yes, they did their job, they provided for you, they gave you food, they made sure you were cool, and fed at school, and all of that. Yes, they did. But you also have to admit that they are humans, and they make mistakes. And most of the parents make mistakes in their wrong circumstances. And we have the wrong set of adults as a result. So, yeah, I think parents are very instrumental in um, helping someone, whether they are mental health good or whether their mental illness would be, you know, increased by their experience. Yeah, before you say anything, Ellen, uh, let me just say something. Uh, like, our parents, like, they had, like, the least awareness about mental health care. At least now we like see on social media there's a name called depression, CSDs and the rest. Then they didn't know what that is. So sometimes we put blames on them that oh our parents and they don't they don't listen to us, they don't, they don't observe what's going on. But we can sometimes we don't have to blame them. They didn't they didn't have the opportunity to want to talk to the parents. When I see yeah. old Nigerians and I speak to uh, old people that they didn't have the, they didn't now we can can stand boldly in front of our parents and say no 
I don't want to do this. I want to do this. But did he have the right? We can't have to try it because we were brought up in a different. You have to be strong at all costs. You have to be strong at all costs. You cannot see it down. I think that's instrumental into you as a person figuring out how you feel. It's like first of all, that forgiveness for those people that, for your parents, for your guardians, that they exactly treat you right. And how you feel, how you start to forgiveness for those people because you realize that they actually didn't know what they were doing. It's not like they were trying to help you on top of anything. You, just, you can even trace back, if you trace back to their own parents. The way their parents treated them too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so it's a result of that generational trauma. So you, that's the first step to give them. You said, okay, you can forgive them. So they had their own issues too. They had the criticism that yeah. way, particular way to answer what to result. So you, at this point, you can realize that you are the one that answers, okay, I'm going to be the one to break this circle of trauma by deciding to heal and become a better person so that right. when I have my own children, so Ellen, when your family is part of your mental issue or you know, like part of the solution to your mental issue. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a big I know, I know that's a big question there, yeah. <laughs> uh, they contributed Negatively, let me put it that way. To um, to my mental health, negatively, because at one point they were the ones having issues. First of all, my parents are typical conk African parents kind of people. So basically, they are, they do not know anything about mental health and. You know, there's no time to like educate them about what it is and what it's not. So they've, in their own sense, they've done what they can do, send you to school and all. So anything about mental health, maybe you're running mad or I don't know. But then they've not contributed. They've done their part. They are honest to ask, oh, how are you? Are you fine? That's all. And when they notice anything, not to pray, yeah, you must be well in Jesus' name and all that. So. Anything about um, me being down or me being um, mood swings and all, they know nothing. Only my mom notices the mood swings and asks, are you sure you are alright? Is it money you need? Which there's no money. Is, is it this? Is it that? Is it this? Is it that? And when you reply, oh, you're fine, you're fine. She'll be like, okay, I don't like the way you look try and get drugs and all there's nothing about oh waiting you they think or waiting they stop with you or what do you have going on there's no conversation like that and i can attribute that to back to my upbringing there was no um close relationship to the extent whereby they sit you down and ask what do you want how are you coping is this um or ask you, ask you basically of what you're doing or how you're faring. Even in school, self, there was nothing like that. So now it's even getting worse and worse. Yeah, so it's only for me to like be on my feet and get out of the mood swings, the anxiety, 
depression in quotes get on my feet and step over them by any means necessary yeah so they've not contributed although they've done their parts according to them they've done their parts they've done best so yeah that's it and my environment my environment <laughs> it's nigeria alone is a toxic environment so it's not contributing positively to one's mental health instead it's adding and fueling it fueling mental illness sorry and and oh my friends yeah myself i don't like telling them what i'm going through instead i'll just mute myself and exit quietly from all social media platforms and they feel oh she, she has done it again they don't know oh it's that time of the year or that time in my life where i'm like oh i've i've had enough i need to like go and soak everything in somewhere somewhere in my space but yeah i think basically that that's it that's it all right cool 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 like it that we all have a tendency to just go off for a while you can social situations for a bit and then you have to take a three months off and then you have to go and recover <laughs> yeah my, my my family like my my, my mom I, actually, I i already grew up with my mom so like i don't really we don't really talk like that we don't really, we don't really talk i won't say um it's a good thing but we don't really talk we don't really say much because i don't feel like if i explain what's going on with me she would understand that much because I got. I don't even know how to say it to her. That's the thing. I don't even know how to like express myself to her because I feel like she won't just get it. She would just. She would say. Oh, she says pray, pray, pray. But like sometimes, without the work being done, prayers don't just. Prayers. Yeah, prayers are work. But they are. They are. They are. They are, they are like the key thing. But the other things do. The other things are from the prayer thing. But like I can't. I'm, my cousins. My. But like, I don't really have like siblings. So like basically, I'm like just the only one. So I, I just have friends, and sometimes it's, it's not all the time you want to tell your friend what's going on, cause you don't really understand. Some do, and sometimes you just I just don't want to tell them. So yeah, but my friends had like they supported me a lot. My friends dried up when I was down, like in school days. Even if they didn't know what was going on with me, they were still trying to like, okay, yeah, we could help this guy. Okay, guy, move somewhere there. Let's go and do this thing. Move, come on, just smile. The only time I feel like okay, they were not there was when I was in my room alone, probably in my my space, my own thing. But when I'm around them, they try their possible best to like help me out in Nigeria. My surrounding Nigeria was like one of the big disadvantages because like Nigeria was like one of the things that was literally eating me off, like one of the things that was literally getting me down most. But I had like friends to support me. I had, like a lot of friends, colleagues, like to like me through like also okay this is like no i got you this i got this i got you i don't want no problem yeah so that 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 that's, that's like, like like one thing that like, but the parents on the other end they really like too much but i'm, I'm not gonna blame them back they, they have different understandings on how how things how things are being done so yeah uh um ruth so when you are having um these uh, episodes and all like when you're having your mental issues and how were you able to get out of that mood like how were you able to get out of uh, out of that state um 
lot of times when you're in stuff like this you don't really see it sometimes you need people to point it out for you sometimes you need people to say okay um you need help sometimes you, you need to even come to the conclusion like you need to look at yourself and be like okay i need help i can't do this by myself because you really can't um personally is it was a bit of okay doing research for me figuring out okay what might be this what might be that and going to therapy and talking to people that could understand without um, bringing like judgment or any sort of thing like that just communicating with people that I knew that would say okay would offer me solutions or would understand my point of view without trying to make me feel terrible and yeah that's those are the things that I think helps a lot and also being really strong in the faith. I think that's also something that's needed to help you and make you very grounded individual. No matter what you believe in, you should have something to believe in. It doesn't have to be good, it doesn't have to be honest. You should have something I believe. If you want it to, that's okay, but if you, ha- you should have something to believe in so that you don't just feel like there's nothing connecting you to the world. Um, yeah, those are the things I think. So just God, you know, pushing yourself, um, having the right kind of people, the right kind of support system around you. Also research, like reading a book or two won't kill some people, but it, it will literally change their lives, but they won't know. Like grab some self-help books, anything, something that relates to what you're going through and look through it get to talk to a psychologist you might think it's always something that's expensive there are federal medical centers everywhere in nigeria walk in and ask them what day the psychologist shows up and then you go talk to the person it's those are things that we can actually do individually to help ourselves all right that's 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 some that's some nice that's something like yeah everyone has like different ways of like getting out of people me personally, I would think I would want to read the book because I feel like I'm just deep. I would like be down more because I feel like I'm boring myself. I need to get me out of that mood. You know, I say I want to go and read the book with Jesus Christ. Like that's like my worst. Time. No, you just say when I mean when I read the book. I don't mean read the book as to distract yourself. Okay. Like, if you're going to be talking about mental illness and how, okay, wait, it's a question like, how do you get yourself out of modes of depression? It's like, what I'm talking about here is when you figure out that there's something wrong with you and you need to go for fixing that thing. That thing, okay. like, reading your book, doing some research, like, it's not that easy to find that kind of psychiatric help in Nigeria yet. Yeah, but true. Research on your own. Is the fact is you understanding kind of what's wrong with you on some level can take away the power of that thing because like when your brain is doing something you can be like oh, okay i know why i'm doing this right i know yeah. my patterns i know my behavior patterns like i can be like okay i can stop myself when i can feel myself getting triggered or something i can learn my triggers i can know what my triggers are and you can't do all that stuff until you to do the work to find out who you are and a lot of that time it comes to you know reading about stuff and researching so you know exactly where you find your problem that's why I have to say getting help from like a psychiatrist or psychologist is good but if you want to talk about personal stuff like things that you can do to 
calm you down all of that stuff i generally believe it's different for people yeah reading a book like might not be helpful for somebody but may help for another person another person might prefer listening to music or yeah, read, uh, or watching a movie or you guys like just putting some classical music on or some calming meditation music on and meditation helps a lot actually like it actually helps to do that yeah, I want to learn that too. I want to learn like mm-hmm. how to like sit, sit and like sit for hours or thirty minutes to meditate. I actually want to learn that. Honestly, I want it to. starts from learning slowly. For me, it's like okay, two minutes a day, five minutes a day, three minutes. Even if I can't find the time, or even I just pick out like a couple of minutes, like I mean, like I completely get myself out of my head and just be calm. You don't have to be by yourself. All of us Spotify there's like music, there's meditative guides that you can use, there's breathing exercises, that you can use. You don't have to just go, oh, okay, let me sit down myself and try and meditate. You be distracted. So there are things that can help you as a beginner that you can use. Just have to work out there. True, true. I'll check it out. I'll check it out personally because I feel like I need like time away from music or you know, just my thoughts on me without like being distracted here. So. I think I'll check that out. Thank you very much. Sure. Uh, Ellen, so how did you get out of your own, like, when you were at that moment, how were you able to get out of that, that, that time, that phase? Alright. It's to, first of all, acknowledge that I'm, I'm messed up. My state of mind is, is, is not... Um, in a good place first acknowledge that then what I did was to start talking to people like involve myself in um, making friends not really making friends like engaging myself in talking to my roommates at first then I started going outside to like um, get my food for myself that was then then I um I, I, I watched movies. I, I just made sure I wasn't idle because that would now take me back to that state where I begin to think and think and which is not even helping matters. And I don't advise people to listen to sad songs or depressing songs or um, those kind of songs because they would even make you, oh, this is what I'm going through and make you even sometimes even cry along with the song. Oh, this is what I'm going through. Yes, this person understands me, and it takes you deeper. It takes you deeper. Those kind of songs take you deeper. You can find, uh, for me, maybe you worship songs, and uh, I dance. So, listen to Bedu to move my body and at least take myself out. Then, what else? Uh, book once in a while. I just read once in a while. And I try to like be outside, not. I just make sure I'm not alone. If at all, I'm, I'm not alone because that can mess up everything. I make sure I'm not alone, or I'm doing something to like take my mind off things. Yeah, that's that's it. Then other times I I I started learning how to like talk to somebody about what I'm going through before. I don't have any business with you. You cannot understand me and you can never understand me. That was my mentality and all. But then, 
out of a hundred person in a room, at least there must be somebody that would relate with you. Yes, that can relate with you or that can even understand you. According to what um, Ash said, that can understand you and not judge you based on how you're thinking or how you see things or how you view these issues. So there is still somebody. I don't believe in this statement. So my friends don't understand me and they they can't do nothing about it. Nah. The person you might even feel that don't understand you might be the one that would straighten you up and like give you, um, bring you out. Can even check up on you. Be someone you can be accountable to. Oh, what have you been doing? Okay, how do you feel? Or um, I think you should do this, try this out, or try this out. And from there, yeah, that's it. Sure. But then, we should not have this mentality of nobody understands me. It's, it's, it's not even right or something. Yeah. There's always one person to, like, share. You can share your thoughts yeah. with and all. Yeah. Uh, right, so, we, like, you mentioned personal, how we are able to get, like, be able to get out of this personality. Well, and um, Ruth also mentioned uh, ways, professional ways like therapies and um, yeah. But are there are there other ways apart from like therapies? Are there other ways professionally that if you find yourself in a situation like that, you forget about uh, Ruth? By yourself. Like not by yourself, like professionally. Professionally, like if you get yourself, like professionally, if you get professional help from therapy therapy person i don't think it's like therapy is like uh that opening in nigeria like that but i but apart from therapy i did that professional with you you could get get yourself up that's the thing therapy is opening just on the private aspect it's very expensive on the public aspect like i said if you go to any federal medical center and ask them for when they're psychologists or psychiatrists, it's usually someone that comes and they have a day. Yes, you would have to spend a lot more stressful process. You have to go early in the morning, away, <laughs> all of that. That's but, yes, but if you're actually serious about it, it's a place where you can get medication at, an, at a more affordable rate. You can get, uh, you know, even counseling at a more affordable rate. And as long as you find it, there are always therapy here with the brain of thought. But if you do, do can if you can stick through with that, I honestly think some people can't get the help that they need. I think the process is so difficult, but if you actually try you can see that it's not that difficult. Also, it's on a personal way, I think when you have a belief system, whatever your belief system is, God, Allah, Buddha, whatever. If, you, if that does not work for you, that's really the only other option because professionally, what can you do? Can you make medication that will fix your brain? Can you? Like, you, can't, you don't even know your triggers, you don't know the things that you know you can do. Anyhow, anyhow, the best option is to find your help. And that help us with professional therapy. That's the only way you can be professional. If you want to feel like home type remedy or individual things you can do you have spoken about that on the professional level therapy is the option not therapy or you have good yeah like i feel like uh medications people actually like uh turning to addicts they do like the medication no longer helps them to solve their problem and they actually use that just for that minute because 
they don't actually want you to even help the, or the pain to stop anymore they just turn to addict and start popping pills and checking taking pills but i feel like yeah. most people like you said like like you said um spiritually spiritual ways talking to somebody like probably going to like the medical centers you said like it's even the best way because you take medications some people turn into addicts like they don't turn into jockey they don't even want the medications for their own better well they just want it for that moment then if it finishes they will get another one yeah okay um first i want to say that can be that kind of thinking can be very harmful because not all medication is objective especially when it comes to people with mental illness there's such a wide range of mental illness right so yeah yes there are some drugs that could be used as addictive but it's usually when people that don't have the illness are taking the drug it's usually mm. people that don't have it and misusing it. If someone that has ADHD needs Adderall to function, he's not going to get that very much high from Adderall. But if a normal mm. person does not need Adderall, when he takes Adderall, yeah. he's going to get high. So that, yeah, that kind of medication, it's meant for a particular type of people. So if we True. say, oh no, yeah. don't, they should not write this medication because they should be drinking, no, that's no. It's, that's not where we should be thinking at because there are people that need this medication to function. That is that their lives are going bad today because they don't know that they need this medication to function. So true, it's, true. we kind of it depends on the illness, it depends on the medication. That's why it's always advisable to see a mental professional. True, true. Um, uh, Ellen, do you have anything to like add to add to this? Acknowledge that you're in a certain phase and all then seek, like she said, seek medical help if you know you can't personally, you can't even personally help yourself in that state. So, Word. medical help is best advice. And uh, like I said, God, well, whoever you're serving, whoever you believe in, you seek True. True. the face. Yeah. <laughs> then surround yourselves with um, a support system because <laughs> a support system can go a long way good support system can either lift you up bring you down so get yourself surrounded with a good support system and yeah everybody will be fine last last <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah everything said everything done they are all like be- good benefits right but I have like this feel like, okay, what about if this doesn't work? If the medications, um, the friends, um, the prayers and everything don't work, what do you think would happen then? Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that there are people that are, I don't know, love or people that we cannot just help, but I would like to believe in the positive, would like to believe that we can get all of these things to this person because a lot of times even if you want to think about your mental health first have you where where are you living there are a lot of things that are coming to play before you consider this kind of thing so i don't want to think in such like okay maybe it might it might not be a way to help the person at all or all these things would not work i think if someone has an okay, comfortable system and um, standard of living, where they were able to provide for someone who can all of that, then we add all these things. 
they had they had medication, they had therapy, they had counseling, they had meditation, they had yoga, they had exercise, they had good eating, they had um, vitamin D, and you still know well. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean, that you know, so uh, let's get to that point. Let's see all of that before we be like, oh, okay. Okay, yeah, true. lost forever. There's nothing you can do. No, there are things you can do, but there are a lot of things that have to come together to make any person be able to, any person with mental illness be able to function properly. Yeah, true. So, no matter what kind of mental illness you have, there's always something that's going to help you out. There's no yeah. There are only people you can count on that will listen to you. There is facilities that will help you out no matter what kind of illness you're going through. True, true, word, 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 word. Alright, thank you guys so much. Um, but before we go, um, would, do you have any advice or anything you would like to say to anybody listening to this who has mental issues? Like, do you have any advice for them? Okay, um, I'd suggest saying don't be, especially for people that have anxiety. Hmm. A lot of fears that we have, we we know we know it's rational. We know we can see it that it's not going to kill us. And then you wake up the next morning and then you're like, oh, you did not actually die. Like I know we all see the hangover. Like sometimes true, true. <laughs> but did die? Uh, uh, yeah. it, it might yeah. be a very tough love kind of thing, but. I think using that kind of system sometimes you can help to come up with it when we're thinking, oh, okay, this is going on, it's going to freak me out, I'm going to die, I want to die with any minute. Just rest, try to breathe, like take a minute, like, yeah. And yeah, definitely, I will still preach meditation, I preach reading the Bible, I preach having a belief system, I preach having a good support system, and, yeah. and just don't be so hard on yourself. So, because we're all humans at the end of the day. No matter how you think somebody has it going all together, you look at them and you think, yeah, if you like, unless it's fucked up too, they're just better at hiding it. Just true. be okay with yourself. Love yourself. That is the best thing you can do. Love yourself. Love your life. Love everything about you. And that's like the first step you can take to moving into the world. That's, that's, that's deep. That's deep. Thanks very much for that. Evan. Take it step at a time. The world is not coming at you. So take a chill pill. Um, like you said, love yourself first. Love yourself first. And um, there are some people who are way in more um, difficult um, situations or have um, extreme anxiety and um, some disorders. Uh, Seek, um, seek, seek medical assistance or medical help. Surround yourself with. Um, if you are in a toxic environment, you can, you can leave, please, because that one said another thing on your own. You can take yourself out of that place. Talk to somebody. Talk to a friend. Share, share whatever you're going through. And somebody, somebody, somebody somewhere understands and um, knows. Oh yeah, what you're going through. Yeah, you are not alone in this world. That's another thing. Always, if you see, 
if when you're in that state there is no strength to even preserve the prayer you don't know where it's even going to come from so just put on your music worship songs and just hand everything over to god then acknowledge that you need help first you need to acknowledge that you need help if not if i don't need help i won't even be listening to anybody's advice if i feel i don't need help or if i feel i'm in in i'm not in a good space <clears throat> and i don't or don't want to say it that way i won't even listen to any advice so acknowledge and yeah everything will be fine like i said good deal right last 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 good deal right all right yeah. thank you guys so much for coming up on the show i really appreciate it and thanks for sharing <laughs> It's really, it's yeah. really amazing that people could be open up. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank, thank you. you very much for coming. Hi guys, it's Ruth. Hey everyone, it's Ellen here. Um, I was just on live with Michael. On live with Michael. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. You really want to open this one. Thank you so much for watching and we can't wait to see you in the next one. Bye. Trust me, you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Bye.